somehow we think the law of attraction um, works in this realm, but online dating is a completely different world. And no, it's it's the same thing. Your beliefs is going to determine the experience that you're going to have, the kind of men that you're going to call in. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. And today my guest is Sharzad Sukra. And I met this beautiful human at an event back in January called Event Love. And the moment I met Sharzad, her energy just felt so warm and welcoming. And she is someone who embodies the feminine, like to a T. She's just poised and she's exotic and she's beautiful and everything that she does like exudes elegance and grace. And I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. So Sharzad is a global love and relationship coach. She helps successful and high achieving women attract the relationship of their dreams by connecting them to their empowered femininity, as well as helping them to develop healthy relationship skills. She's followed her calling and started her business back in September of 2017. And through offering her wholesome love attraction teachings and methods, she has been helping to change hundreds of lives and women to have the relationships of their dreams. Sharzad was born and raised in Iran. She moved to Canada in 1998 and she is blissfully married to the man of her dreams who she attracted through implementing the exact work that she teaches her clients. And in this episode, episode. We talk about so many things, but you will learn how to call in your dream man and really anchor in who you actually must be in order to match his energy. We talk about having a career and a success in business and still being open to receive support and love in relationships and how the masculine archetype in the relationship is the pusher and that the feminine is the receiver and how you can balance both in your life. We talk about how to attract a man who wants you and doesn't need to, and to be fully open to receive. And we dive all into navigating the online dating scene, how to set up your profile, what to look for, what to avoid. This relationship is going to give you so much permission and make sure that you check out the show notes because Sharzad gives away an amazing tool for you to find true love online. So let's get into the episode. All right, guys, I am so pumped for this conversation with my friend, Sharzad. You guys are going to want to buckle up because this is going to be so juicy. Sharzad, I am so grateful for you being here. It's perfect timing. Uh, I have so many questions. And what I love the most about you is just you vibrate and the energy that you put out is so divine. Like it's divine feminine in its purest essence. I remember just when I met you the first time feeling really comfortable in your energy. And I think for women, when you come in contact with another woman who's fully in her power, sometimes it can bring up feelings of insecurity and unworthiness, but your, your energy, even standing in your power is so inviting. And I just want to acknowledge you for that. And I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you so much, Melissa, for that beautiful compliment. I received that with an open heart. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad to be here with you today. Mm, Okay. So I want to know, what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Ooh, what is it that I've done? I have been really, really putting myself out there. I've been reaching out for more collaborations with people who, you know, I really admire, (laughs) including you, and really wanting to go out of my comfort zone because one of the one of the biggest challenges that I 
think I've always every human goes through is the fear of hearing no and oh my god what happens if you know they say no and what if I make them uncomfortable so I think reaching out and just being okay with what the answer is and with the intention of collaborating and serving more has been boldly courageous for me. Mm, I feel that uh, very deeply. And I think a lot of women will resonate with the fear of rejection and really quote unquote, putting yourself out there and being, being visible. My word for 2020 was big and to take up space and not in a obnoxious, diminishing way for others, but more permission to shine. And I think this tees us up perfectly for this conversation around love and intimacy and relationships because I can see that that probably feels like a new edge for you in terms of business. However, I would imagine when it comes to calling in your man and really receiving the love that you want, a big part of that would be on it, like detaching yourself from the outcome or the risk that you may be rejected, right? So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about the relationship part, because I know you have, uh, you're in an amazing relationship with a man that you've called in and you work with a lot of women to navigate through this. So for the women out there that are single and ready to mingle and have fear around rejection, what are some tools or strategies or navigate through rejection and releasing the outcome? Such a great question. And yes, it is. The fear is real. I totally get that. I totally resonate with that. And that was something that I really had to overcome. And it's interesting that um, this the fear that we have, whether it's in the business or in the relationship, it feels the same way. It feels like we are going to get destroyed or we're going to not be able to pick ourselves back up if that happens. And it, it's really um, paralyzing. So being um, in this relationship for the past seven years, it's been a completely different experience that I had my entire life. And I just want to acknowledge a woman that is afraid of being rejected and is afraid of opening her heart and um, having it basically broken by a man. And so I really want to say that I get it. I've been there and I also know when you come out of the other side of it that's when you really really open yourself up for an incredible relationship and an experience so for those of you who are afraid of this for those women that um, have been hurt possibly many times like myself you know you start a new relationship and you get um, you know, excited about it. And at the same time, something in the back of your mind is always telling you, be careful, you know, don't, don't trust too quickly. Um, this is good to good be true. This is something that I hear from women all the time. When someone great steps into their life, they have this tendency to immediately go in there. So I want you to really listen to the voices that are coming up, you know, and when you imagine yourself opening yourself up to someone that is the man of your desires, your partner of desires, of dreams, what fears start to show up for you? What are voices starting to tell you? And those voices, we have this, um, notion in this this uh, new age that we say these are limiting beliefs these are nasty voices and my approach for this is that these are really your voices these are the voices that are not necessarily there to mess you up but they want to help you keep yourself safe so are they doing a good job? No, because the, you can be safe and be very unhappy in your um, little lonely bubble. But at the same time, they don't mean, they mean well, their intention as well. So just making friends with these, these voices that we have is the first step that we go, uh, I invite you to go into because what we resist persists, what we try to push away push pushes us back so just acknowledging within ourselves that oh I hear these voices and I know that they want to help me and I know that they want to keep me safe and there's a part of me that is way 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 more more bold more courageous <laughs> to say your beautiful podcast name that I can actually 
trust myself that I am not someone that is just going to get destroyed. I'm not someone that if I open my heart to some to another person and if they end up not loving me back or at the end of the day, they're not the one for me, I have what it takes to get back up and to put myself back together. And that's exactly, that's the truth of it. The truth of the matter is that every one of us, every woman that is into obviously personal development, that's why they're listening to you, has the the tools, the resources, the, the higher power, all of the things that she needs to support herself to go through um, the, the journey that could come. It's the, the sense of control that we want to control and make sure that we're going to call in the person that will never hurt us, that will never reject us, that will be our forever man and happily ever after. And when we go into any relationship, any dynamic with this, this um, container of control and trying to get things, you know, exactly the way that we think it's supposed to be we are coming from a place of fear and what we go into fear with it's never going to give us love so funny enough if you go into a new experience a new relationship with an open heart knowing that this is i'm available for grand love i'm available for a soulmate relationship i am really really available to be um, in an intimate, soul-giving, lifetime relationship. And I am also available for the lessons that it has to give me. I'm also available to learn whatever I need to learn. And I know if it doesn't work out, I am going to be okay, no matter what I to be okay. And when you go with that energy, it is way more likely that the person that you start calling in is going to be the one that is um, most likely going to be a lifetime relationship if that's what you're looking for. It's that basically being um, available to get hurt, quote unquote, is going to help you to not go into a relationship trying to control it and it's going to give you the actual um, results that you want. So I went through a whole tangent to basically tell you that feel your fear of rejection, listen to the voices, thank them for being there and wanting to protect you and remind yourself that you're a resourceful woman. You're a woman that is so supported by so many things in your life, including yourself, God and universe and all the coaches and mentors and podcasts and books that you have and you have what it takes to to, um, come out of it. And when you do that, you're more likely to call in a person that you don't have to go into that lesson of getting hurt than getting rejected. Mm, I love that you talked about so many things and that we could unpack that for hours. But what's really coming through for me is wounding, right? And coming into a relationship with this idea that um, someone's going to save me and or that I'm going to be rejected or that my like a fear that my wounding will be exposed and someone will will leave Mm. me. And it sounds to me like you're really opening up or inviting people into the space to look at those fears and acknowledge them and go into it with the understanding that um, this may or may not come true. The wounding may come forward, but, or, and that every relationship is meant to teach us something and to notice, um, you know, the things that we're meant, we're meant to work through. That was my experience for sure. And it has been um, for a long time. I think we end up dating the same type of person over and over again, mm. uh, because we have a core wound that we're looking, we're looking to heal. So I'm curious when it comes to like your dream man, right? I know we all make the lists of, Oh, he's going to be handsome and he's going to be athletic and all those things. And, and yet we still end up calling in a man that maybe fits the checklist, but doesn't fit our soul. So mm. when it comes to calling in your man, and getting really clear on what you want, how do you decipher what you want and what you don't want beyond just a basic checklist of superficial things? Mm, I love this question. I mean, I don't think anyone who's done the law of attraction work hasn't done a list. I want him to be this tall and I want him to be this and that. And while all of that is fine and good, I 
think that um, there is much, much deeper work to be done when you want to call your soulmate. I think that um, every person that we call into our life at whatever stage that we are is our soulmate because that person in the time that you called in is reflecting to you everything that you need to heal and work through. So they are always the right person, you know, and say, oh, I attracted the wrong man. I don't think so. I think that the every person who is in front of you is right now in your in to help you to to heal all the wounds that are there. So I just wanted to make a note of that. And when it comes to um, calling the person of your dreams, I highly invite everyone to first and foremost focus on what you want to feel as opposed to what the checklist looks like. So when, even when it comes to looks, does it matter to say that he looks like, you know, he's six foot tall and has blue eyes. Um, and if someone comes that is, I don't know, six two and has um, brown eyes, then this person is not going to be the one for you. But you, what you want to feel is to feel attracted. You want to feel physically attracted to this person. Now that's one thing. But more importantly, when you're creating the list, after you've done all of that, so let's say that you want a person that you feel safe with, you want a person, want a guy that is um, giving, that he is forgiving, that he is ambitious, that he is um, family oriented, he's commitment oriented, he is basically everything that you want to list out. After you do that, then take a look at this list and ask yourself, for this person to be, for me to call in, who do I need to be who can attract this kind of man? Because a lot of us say that I want a man that is great at communicating. He is great at honoring my desires, really listens to me. And yet, this is me in the past. I wanted that guy. I wanted a guy that would listen to me, that would really cherish my feelings and, you know, really accept me. And yet, talking about my feelings, really speaking up my truth, if something wasn't in alignment with me, if something was floating my boundaries, if I was going to speak up about it, it was like death sentence to me. I couldn't get myself in a, in a position that I could speak my truth with love, that I could say, you know what, this is not okay for me, or this is um, what I would like more of. I wasn't a woman who would actually share her feelings, and she would actually speak her boundaries. I had no boundaries, and I expected to call in a man that would just give me all of that, and we are in this notion that this, this Prince Charming guy is going to come, and and I am then going to be able to speak my truth, that this person will give me permission or create this dynamic that I can then be who I am. It's backwards. It doesn't work that way. You have to be the woman. You have to be the person that is matching all the things that you're listing out. If you want a person, if you want a guy that is actually a planner, let's say, you know, a lot of women that come to me, they say like, I am tired of just doing everything for the guy. I'm tired of, you know, um, you know, the planning the dates and our next vacation. And yet they get so uncomfortable if the guy was take the charge on that, if they were to actually let the man make those plans and pick the next vacation or choose the um, dinner place that they want to go to because they don't trust that the man can actually make those decisions. So again, you are saying you want a man that is a planner, but are you available to appreciate the plans that he is actually making? Are you available to just let go of control and allow the guy to be the masculine energy guy that gives to you and, and are you able to receive it? So all fine and dandy if you want to create your list, but after that, make sure that you're looking at the list and saying, okay, um, if I want someone that is, you know, giving to me, am I receiving enough? If I want someone that is um, ambitious, 
am I a woman that can be okay with space and for him not to be by my side 24 seven and actually let him do the thing. So that's where I would want the focus and attention to go to after creating the list. Mm. I'm getting like full body yeses. Like I'm like, yes, I want that. And yes, I want that. And it feels so good. I love everything that you're saying. And it's such a, a powerful tool that everything that you said about, okay, how do I want to feel with this person and who do I want to call in and who do I have to become in order to receive that? So powerful. And I, I share a lot of this through my own work with money and abundance, mm-hmm. right? So if I want to be this super successful, independent um, woman who feels joy in her life and feels supported and is successful and finds purpose, then am I operating from old beliefs or am I operating from that energy? And what do I need to do right now to step into that? And so everything that you're saying makes total sense. And there's a lot of parallels between how we receive money and how we receive love. And I think every woman on the planet can agree when you say, I'm tired of doing everything. And I really wish that my partner would just take more initiative. Mm. And I know I experienced that in my own relationship and it really helped me to see the dynamic of masculine and feminine energy and this idea of codependency that I think a lot of women fall into this trap of codependency of wanting to do everything and feeling like they must control and then getting into this energy of resentment and feeling like I don't feeling like I'm his mom, not his partner. Mm. I would love for you to talk a little more about that, um, this paradigm of masculine and feminine energy and how to actually let your man lead, especially when you are a more dominant A-type personality. Because I know there's a lot of women that are super successful in business and, or they are just, you know, they're in network marketing, they're growing a side hustle and they're growing in their leadership and they're feeling this dynamic in their relationship of this giving and receiving. So can you talk a little bit more about feminine energy and masculine energy and how that dynamic works in a relationship? I would love to. It's one of my absolute favorite topics. And the reason that is, is because I really needed to learn about it because I was that woman seven years ago that I I used to be a civil engineer working in the corporate world, like a completely different realm than I am in right now. And as a woman working alongside with men, with is in the patriarchy world, you know, values masculinity, I was so, so, so focused on getting things done, making sure that I am basically perfecting my work and having my eyes on the prize and just going for it. And while this may make us successful in our workplace, um, it doesn't work in a romantic relationship. And But because we are human beings and we think the way that we do one thing is supposed to be exactly we do the same thing in our different areas of our lives, women now bring that same energy of go-getter and pursuing and just going for it in their romantic relationship. But romantic relationships from the day that when men and women were, you know, um, started, it was not the same thing. It is the old saying that the men are the hunters and the women are the prey. And it is basically to say that a man values, a man gets attracted to, to the woman that he actually works hard to get. And I'm not talking about games. I'm not talking about, you know, um, ignoring the guy that you like, you know, just so you could actually get him because that comes from strategy anyways. And that's masculine energy, actually. We can talk about that. But just allowing a man to come towards her, allowing there to be space and for the guy to close the gap. The masculine is the pursuer, the one that likes to plan, that likes to lead, that likes to protect and to give to, to the woman. And the feminine is the receiver, the one that is just is, you know, the man is the doer and the woman is the be. And I want to say something too, that feminine and masculine doesn't mean man and woman. I should correct myself. So we both have, we have both of them. We both have the 
feminine and we have the masculine, but the predominant energy of the person um, is the one that makes you the more feminine energy partner or the more masculine energy partner. Now, majority of women first think, well, maybe I'm just a masculine energy woman. That could be true if you actually enjoy and feel good by pursuing by by giving and you don't get resentful if that's what you're doing if you're the planner and then you don't roll your eyes when he doesn't do any planning if that's the case you could very well be a alpha type masculine energy woman and there's nothing wrong with it because there are plenty plenty of incredible feminine energy men out there because the ones that will appreciate the ones that will just um, follow your lead and you could have a beautiful harmonious life together but the truth of the matter is that majority of women love to be the one that are cherished, that they're surprised, that they're pursued. It feels much better to them when the guy is doing the giving, that he plans a surprise date or he um, shows signs of wanting to protect her and being her service. So this first thing is it's important for you to really be honest with yourself. What is your predominant energy? Is it the feminine energy or is it masculine energy? Do you want to receive? Do you want to be the one that um, allows him to come to you? Or do you enjoy calling him all the time, going to his place all the time, cooking and cleaning after him and, and um, just being in his service? and you enjoy him just appreciating you. So once you do that, once you're honest with yourself, then you know what needs to happen because masculine energy is a dance. It is basically one is leading and the other one is following. And if both parties try to lead, if they're both trying to, to um, take the role of, the, of the, the leader of the dance, then it's not going to be a very nice dance to watch, is it? It's not going to be enjoyable to watch that dance and do that dance. So it doesn't mean that now that there's a, there's a leader in the relationship, that means that you have no power. Absolutely not. Like you, have, you can look at it as the pilot and the co-pilot. It's not that he's the only decision maker and you're the one that just blindly says yes to it. That actually is a complete attraction killer. But it is for you to be able to let go of control in certain situations and um, really trust the man. Trust your partner in making decisions that is best for you. That if there is a space between the two of you, if for example, something is going on with him um, personally or something is going on at his work that you are not um, giving him 500 advices of what he needs to do next and telling him that, um, you know, call this person and do this. You actually trust your man as a man to be able to take care of himself, take care of his business, and you're not like, you know, making it about you that I need to help him. I need to make sure that everything is okay, that he comes back to me. This is coming from a place of um, very, very both insecure because really something is afraid in within you that he's not, you know, he's going to forget all about me or he's, um, if I don't do this, this used to me, be me. If I don't save him from this situation, then, you know, he's not going to need me anymore. And if he doesn't need me, then he's going to leave me, right? So letting yourself to sit with the discomfort and seeing what comes up for you if you were to really allow him to be the one that is coming towards you, that you are okay with the space, that you're okay with letting him close the gap between the two of you. And you're available and, and receptive of him, by the way, when he comes. If he says, that I would love your input on something, or I um, I would like uh, for us to talk about something, which most of the time men don't do that, that you are available for it, but you don't have this chronic need of trying to make things work and make him, um, you know, feel better and bring everything back together. So you're actually okay with leaning back and letting him come towards you. So in short, the masculine is the one that is coming towards you and the, the feminine is the one that receives. And it's just, like I said, it's a dance of between two, a leader and a follower. Mm. Wow. So what's coming through for me is just having a massive amount of trust and belief that he will figure it out. And I know for a lot of women, this is probably 
really challenging. Hi, myself mm-hmm. included, because mm-hmm. I know for me, I am such a doer and a problem solver that if you give me a problem or a challenge, we can brainstorm it out and hash it out and I will come up with a roadmap and a plan. And <laughs> that that's something that I love to do. And while that's served me in some areas of my life, I can see how in relationships, that's not the role that I meant to play, right? I meant to be the receiver and the divine feminine and the support and the equal. Mm-hmm. And in business, that's the place where I get to be the problem solver and the strategist and the idea generator, unless I'm invited into that conversation. And I think I love that you shared, you know, the idea of asking for permission or being invited into the conversation, because I think so often in relationships, we just want to tell the other person what to do because maybe we see the solution or we're like, Hey, you need to do this, or you should Mm -hmm. do that, or you should call this person. And it actually robs them of their own process and also puts us in a position of offering advice or support where maybe it's not actually wanted or desired. So I love that you, you shared that. And I know for me personally, whenever it comes to romantic relationships, friendships, even from a coaching perspective in a, in the business world, there's a difference between someone coming forward and just looking for you to hold space and just like let them vent, if you will, and actually coming to you because they're seeking mentorship Mm -hmm. or guidance. So it's been helpful for me to clarify that in the beginning to say, do you want my advice or are you just looking for me to listen? And it gives that the person full permission to receive what it is that they're looking for. And it also lets you know exactly how to invest in that conversation but I think a lot of times we just jump right into problem solver. So I love that you shared that. And something that also came up for me, uh, something that you said was, if he doesn't need me, he will leave me. Mm-hmm. And I, I have goosebumps because this was a story that I had created in so many of my relationships. And that's why I was calling in men that weren't fulfilling my needs because they put me in a position of feeling of being needed. And on the front end, that felt really good. You know, that mm-hmm. definitely catered to my ego and all that. But on the back end, I was attracting in men that were dependent on me and that didn't feel good. So like you were saying, like I was attracting men that were not leading in the relationship. And so there was a misbalance between or imbalance in the masculine and feminine energy. So for women that are single, and ready to mingle. Like we, we know that they are looking for a conscious relationship. They want to shift out of this energy of he, he doesn't need me. He will leave me and really want to call in a man that will want them. How do you navigate through that? Because what's coming up for me, and I'm sure there's other women that feel the same is the sense of worthiness, mm-hmm. right? If I'm in a relationship with a man who is wealthier than me, more successful than me, and actually doesn't need me in any capacity, then what value do I offer? Because I'm basing my values on an old paradigm. So how do you shift into being in an energy of actually receiving when you've only been in an energy of giving? Totally resonate with that because that was the story of my life. It was me really driving myself forth from what I could give and what I could do for a man because I didn't believe that without it, I, there was a a reason for a man to want to be with me. So that was the main thing that actually started my journey of, of finding what is it, what's going on, you know, after one relationship after another would come to an end, men would um, fizzle out or they would just after years of being with me, they would say something like, I just don't feel it for you anymore. Or um, it's just that, or the, the romance, everything would just fizzle out. So and it wouldn't make any sense to me because in my head, I'm like, I'm doing everything I can. I'm giving everything that I've got. What is wrong? What else can I do? And when I started this whole journey of um, discovering love and relationships and really studying um, romantic relationships, there was one sentence that woke me up and it was men fall in love by giving to you not the other way around. Men fall in love with what they can give to you, not the other way around. So when you understand that true 
healthy love. We're not talking about a wounded man. We're not talking about a man that is toxic and all he wants to do is take, take, take from you. We're not talking about that. But a healthy masculine man is at his best when he's the one coming towards you and giving to you and is protecting you. And not that he wants to solve your problems. He doesn't want a princess that needs saving, but he wants to be the one that he can add more joy, more service into your life. And the more you can be receptive of it, the more you can get it into your system, your belief system in your being, that the more you can receive, the more you can allow yourself to let this man give to you, he actually would want to be with you more and more and more. And here's why. It's his primal nature. And your primal nature is also to receive. You know, um, Melissa, you and I were talking about it uh, when you were on my podcast, is that because even look at the, our, our, our bodies, which one is the giver and which one is the receiver? This is no, no um, just accident that it works that way. It's the man that is coming towards you, giving you his body, and then you receive it. And the more you open yourself up, both sexually and both in your heart into receiving his love, receiving his compliments, receiving his gifts, receiving his help, the more he finds himself in purpose. A man feels purposeful when he can give. And when you block that, when you say no to that, he literally feels like he's being rejected, that he's not able to be a man with you. So to really, really turn this around is first and foremost, asking ourselves, what is it within me that doesn't want to receive? Because that's the thing. It's not just about the giving. We have big, big trouble with receiving as well. It's that this, this beliefs that have been fed to us that, you know, if you, you know, you have to show that you don't need anybody, you have to show that you're an independent woman, and he doesn't want a needy woman, he doesn't want some girl that is just going to take, take, take from him. That's very different than being able to say thank you. That was so, so thoughtful of you. You know, every time that, um, you know, a man opens a door for you, instead of um, just without noticing it, or when he gives you a compliment, when you disregard it, or whatever that he's trying to give to you, and you try to like uh, do something better than him. I, it used to be me. I used to be in a relationship that, you know, if a guy bought me, I don't know, a, a watch that was $500, I would make sure that my next gift for him would be a thousand dollars. Like I would want to always wanted to show him that I can give more to him. And that is such an attraction killer for a man because he feels like he's in a competition with you. No man wants to compete with his woman. Men like to compete with other men. Men love to compete with other men, but they don't want to compete with their woman. So ask yourself, what is it within me? that is stopping me from my receiving? What, am I, what are the meanings that I give it when a man wants to give to me? And what do I need to be thinking? What do I need to be feeling instead in order to turn this around when I know that a man will actually fall more in love with me, he would want to commit to me, he would want to stay with me the more that when he's at his best, at his, doing his purpose, what he's supposed to do and give to me. So that was something that I had to go through a whole transformation and of constantly catching myself when I wanted to give remind myself that is not going to create love that is actually going to do the opposite thing. So sit on your hands and allow him to come to you and receive from him. Mm. Wow. This is just blowing my mind right now because I'm just like, Oh my gosh, it's just, it's really, really helping me to connect so many dots on so many things. So thank you. Especially when we were talking about, you know, being in the bedroom and literally the anatomical components of giving and receiving and our roles as men and women. And again, it's like not to say that as a woman, you can't be successful and be the breadwinner and, and make a lot of money. It's more of an energetics of how you can be supported. And I love the question that you asked. I think this is a great 
um, journaling prompt is what is it within me that is not open to receive? And also what's behind the energy of giving? Because what I'm hearing from you is that you can still give to your man. You can still, if it makes you feel good to give, you can still do it. But what's the energy behind it? Are you giving from an energy of lack and feeling like you need to prove yourself? Or are you giving from a place of pure service and love and adoration and wanting to truly be in the energy of giving, but also be open to receiving as well? Because it gets to be this beautiful equal energy exchange, right? So that just connected so many dots for me and gave me so much permission because I'm a person who loves to give as well. However, mm. if I really sit in the energetics of my giving, what is the intention behind it? And why do I feel like I'm giving? Like you were saying, like, do I feel like I owe this person something and mm -hmm. I have to go above and beyond? Or am I giving from a place of genuine love and service because it actually feels good to me, not because I owe this person anything, but because I want to, not because I have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really good point that you brought up because it's always about, are you giving out of your overflow or are you giving to be loved and picked and, and mm -hmm. for to control his mind to think that, oh, okay, she gives to me, therefore she must love me and I should stay with her. No, it's always about um, your intention. And like you said, is that coming from a place of joy or is it coming from a place of auditioning and performing and proving to him of how much how good his life is going to be with you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so i want to talk about dating for a second and online dating specifically or i guess just dating in general so i've never used online dating ever i've never had to i've always met my partners either before online dating was a thing you know i was in a relationship for seven years so i'm i'm single now and i'm not in a space yet where I'm ready to call on my man, but I am thinking all the things that we talked about. What is my energy? Who do I have to become? Where am I open to give and receiving and all the things, right? Mm -hmm. And so my, like my next logical place is how do I call this person in? And I know we're in the middle of a pandemic right now and a lot of people are feeling isolated. So they're taking to dating apps and starting conversations this way. And I'm curious to know for the women that are out there that are wanting to call in their man and maybe utilizing dating apps and things like that, what are some things to really be aware of in your energy, questions to ask, you know, this whole notion of catfishing comes up <laughs> of being catfished, you know? So I, what are some things or what are some ways in which you help women navigate through the online dating space? Yes, one of my favorite things to talk about because it's also one of the most triggering things for a lot of women. You know, I hear over and over, online dating doesn't work. Online dating is full of, you know, weirdos and creeps and um, it's just not for me. And it's funny when I hear that the first and foremost, 20% of nowadays marriages, successful marriages, it's people meeting online. So there are, you know, it's very different than 10 years ago, but it obviously does work. Is it the only way that you can meet your partner? Absolutely not. I didn't meet my husband online, but 80% of my clients have. So First and foremost is to look at the beliefs because online dating is no different than the real world. Somehow we think the law of attraction um, works in this realm, but online dating is a completely different world. And no, it's, it's the same thing. Your beliefs is going to determine the experience that you're going to have, the kind of men that you're going to call in. So there is definitely the energy work that is behind it. And of course, there is how you curate your profile and what you pay attention to and what you shouldn't pay attention to, who do you want to continue conversing with and who you don't want to. So really first and foremost, taking a look at your beliefs. What do you believe about online dating? When you're going on online dating, what kind of energy are you showing up with? Are you going with joy and excitement that, oh my God, this is yet another tool that makes it possible for me to meet my future partner? Or are you going, ugh, why do I have to do this? And here we go again. I'm going to get so many messages from all these losers that is just going to be a waste of my time. Whatever you, you opt into is going to be the kind of things that you're going to get in, in return. So really check in with your energy. 
when you, before you're getting on the app. Um, you know, I, I recommend to get into the high vibration, whatever it is for you. If you want to dance around the house, if you want to say some affirmations and pipe yourself up so you show up with that energy and expect to be um, meeting amazing, amazing matches. And also knowing that, again, it doesn't have to be that every single person that you're talking to is going to be the one for you, but every person on the other end is a human being. And they too are looking for love. They too are, uh, have the big desire of being happy. So come from a place of compassion, even if this person doesn't know exactly what to say to you and is not the right person for you, you don't need to now uh, shoot like daggers from your eye and be so angry angry at them it's just not your person and you don't need to put so much focus and emphasis on that person start to look at the kind of guy that you do want so that's another thing that you have to pay attention to what kind of a guy do you want when you think about your future person what do you think how do you think they'll show up on the online dating world do you think they show up on their online dating app with emojis of eggplants and peach or do you think that they are going to actually write out a really you know they put effort into the writing their bio they are not just taking selfies in the shirtless selfies but they are showing their range of who they are they are actually putting an effort into their online dating profile so when you do that when you bring intention into who you're swiping right and left on and you're asking yourself that the kind of man that i desire how does he show up on online dating app it's going to you know help you a lot with who you're going to swipe right and left with so you bring intentionality into your online dating um, experience yourself and you are actually taking the time to read someone's profile is he talking is he saying the things that you would um, you are you want to hear from your future man? And again, obviously, you know, in a in a few characters, he's he's not able to tell you all of it. But how he represents himself to you is going to be the way that you know will lead you to go forward with it or swipe left. And as well for yourself, that how you put up your online dating profile. You know, I see so many women when they send it to me, they are being so generic with what they are saying. I'm a spiritual person. I love to run. I love to, I love yoga. And that just is the same as every single woman on online. But are you bringing, are you putting an effort into really bringing your personality, the range of who you are, painting a picture of what it would be like to be with you when you are, when this person is reading your profile? And are you actually putting pictures that show um, all of your personality or yours is also five selfies from the same angle? So basically putting effort into this tool that we have created and it's so magical. You get to speak to people at your fingertip at any time and you get to connect with them. So instead of resenting it, really embracing it and looking at it in a way that this is just another way. And I believe, Melissa, that if you are open to opportunity without control and saying, no, I'm never going to meet my person online, or I'm, um, I have to meet my person online, but just showing it up in the universe that I'm open to all possibilities. I am so committed to having the relationship with my dreams. So I'm opening myself up. I'm letting God and universe bring me my person and I'm not blocking the way I think is going to massively, massively shift your energy and just um, show the world, show the uh, universe that you're ready for it. So the delivery of your desire is going to be much quicker. Mm. Okay. So you made that sound so amazing. <laughs> like literally Good. the most, the most amazing thing ever. And I never really looked at it from that perspective. So I wrote down, you know, what is your belief when it comes to online dating and that your delete, your um, belief will determine your experience. So I've had this belief that it's going to be a bunch of random dudes that just want to, mm-hmm. you know, get laid and that my man's too conscious for that. So I, I definitely have some work to do around <laughs> that. Um, so thank you for giving me such a different perspective and you actually make it sound really fun and interesting and exciting. And I think it comes back to 
everything that you were talking about before when it comes to receiving, like, can I be in the energy of receiving a miracle or something exciting or everything that I desire? And what are the tools in my toolbox that I have to actually receive it and, and get excited that he's coming, that he's out there. And this is just a way to maybe shorten the gap between now and the time that we meet. So I love I mean, you just gave me so much permission. And I know that um, we were talking ahead of time. I'm sure there's women out there that want to go deeper into the conversation. So you actually had done a workshop for online dating, correct? That you um, can guide people to. I did. I did. I did this two weeks ago because um, one of my dear friends, it's a, uh, it's a mutual friends of ours, Nicole, asked mm-hmm. me, you need to do this because I want to know how to do it. <laughs> so I actually did a two hour workshop on this, really going in the first one hour is all about the energy work and how to get yourself in alignment and basically who to avoid online and how do you want to show up and what to look for. And the other half is about the curating, um, your online dating profile, conversation starters, everything that you want to start the high vibe um, connection with another person. So Yes, it's um, it's still available for for free. That for anyone who wants to use this magical tool to yet have another avenue of calling in love without being attached and just having fun with it, um, I'm happy to give the links to the listeners so they could just go and watch the replay. And there is a big workbook that goes with it that really allows them to go deep and have fun. Okay, so I know what my plans are for Friday night. <laughs> I'm going to be doing this workshop and calling in my man. I'm excited. Um, so thank you. We'll make sure that we link that in the show notes. So for if people want to connect with you, work with you, what's the best way for them to kind of get into your energy? I love playing on Instagram. I am always there uh, at Fully Adored. I also have a private Facebook group called Fully Adored Queens because I find that the Facebook group allows women to be in a safer and a private container. But if they have any questions that they want to ask and they don't want to do it publicly, um, that is also available. And um, also they're checking in and answering questions all the time. I love this. So as I'm thinking about living a boldly courageous life, everything that you've shared to me feels like the ultimate test of, or example of being a boldly courageous woman is being unapologetic about what your desires are and being fully open to receiving it from a man who knows your worth and can fully match your energy. So thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, this has given me so much permission. So I know a lot of our listeners are are loving it. So last question, Sharzad, what are you celebrating right now? I am celebrating just new connections that I am making this conversation that I'm having with you and just seeing what beautiful things come when we do say yes to our desires instead of um, the fear, you know, that comes full circle to the beginning that if we act out of fear of rejection, then we'd really, really miss out on what could be. So, you know, celebrating new friendships and connections is just something that I take never for granted. And I'm so grateful for being in this podcast with you today. Mm, I love that. So guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, which I know you will be upset us. Please make sure you share it on Instagram. Tag me, tag Sharzad. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.